Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner at the NFL, is kicking things off with a yeah offer, counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. All customers can also get in on DraftKings Hammer the Over promotion. For every 5,000 bettors who take the over for Saturday night's Bills versus Patriots game, the point total will lower by a half point. Hammer the over has hit zero every time DraftKings runs it, so bettors won when the first point was scored. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 2 180 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code DNVR. This wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, those restrictions, yeah, they apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Will, uh, don't tell anybody this, but today for the podcast, I'm going to bring the heat. The heat. I'm going to bring the heat, baby. Are we talking about like Miami Heat, Heat 1995 starring Robert De Niro? Yeah, I'm talking about De Niro, Pacino. Is Val Kilmer in that? Val Kilmer was absolutely in that. And then then you have the heat, which is... Like Melissa McCarthy, I don't think we have to talk about that. But uh, yeah, Heat 1995 is uh, nearly a perfect movie. Some would call it perfect. I am bringing the heat today for That's Good Broncos, the podcast, the YouTube show that you're listening to. I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. We're your hosts. You're going to listen to what the fuck we have to say because we're usually right and anybody else is worse than us. Just want to get that uh, off my yeah. chest right away. And make sure you give Will a follow on Twitter at Guillermo Yaves. Uh, today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up over at DraftKings. And they're going to, oh boy, they're going to take care of you. They're going to give you all the things that you need in life. And, of course, my coffee company, BenchWarmerBrew.com. I was drinking, actually, this morning, Adam's Five Points Blend. Mm. Shit is good, man. It's just a nice, nice roast to coffee. So, if you're a coffee person, you want quality coffee, check that out. All right, Will, we do have actual... Kind of big Broncos news to discuss in addition to <laughs> updates on the coaching search. So 
Yeah. And the coaching news was huge. We're seeing who they want to interview. And then we get a big break in the uh, ownership situation. Do you, do you know what's going on there? Do we know what's happening? Who's going to own the Broncos? Why did it, hmm. why did it get cleared up? Yeah. So there was a lawsuit that was from the Kaiser family. And if you go back to pre 1982, I think it was Kaiser um, Permanente. Yeah. The Broncos were owned by Kaiser. No, uh, Edgar Kaiser ah. was the owner of the team um, before Pat Bowen bought them. So the Bowens were not always the owner owners. Um, so Edgar Kaiser was given the first right of refusal when he sold the team to Bowen. Um, and a, a judge recently ruled that, that, that right didn't pass down to his kids. So yeah. the Broncos are the Bullens to sell. And it sounds like they're going to sell very, very quickly. Um, we've got a couple prime candidates. Um, and these guys are the money behind the purchase, obviously, because neither of these guys have uh, nearly enough. But you've got a Peyton Manning group and a John Elway group. So the two best quarterbacks in team history are trying to buy the Broncos, restore them to glory, et cetera, um, make beer cheaper at the stadium. Probably mm-hmm. not. No, they will. So that, if they want, if they really want to win the fans over, that's all they got to say. Yeah, and and now right now the fans are leaning very very hard towards Manning, and it's almost like disrespectful. Uh, how dismissive they are of an of LA, LA ownership group. And I, I, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about this. My first take Hold is on. very – yeah, go ahead. Before we get into your your good take here on LA and Manning, I wanted a, a little nugget about Edgar Kaiser. Okay. Um, because his stint as uh, – Broncos owner was was short. All right. He purchased the Broncos from Gerald Phipps in February mm-hmm. of 1981 for 29 million. He sold 60.8% share of the Broncos, uh, his share to Pat Bolin in 1984 for 78 million. So he made a quick profit. Now, imagine being Edgar Kaiser and owning the team when they acquire John Elway and then a year later selling it and then watching John Elway take off Mm -hmm. and basically put that franchise on the map, going to, you know, uh, five Super Bowls. That that had to have stung (laughs) for him to watch. I mean... How much did he just make? He more than doubled his money, so it can't hurt. You know, he made like forty million. Can't hurt that much, but how much money? Yeah, especially back then, that's like yeah. By my estimate, that's like at least a trillion dollars. Yeah, that's a trillion dollars. I just thought that was an interesting thing because I don't think anybody even remembers that there was an owner before Pat (laughs) Bowen, right? Yeah, no, it it, it's just Bowen. I, yeah, I think people assume that the team was founded in 1960 and, and Pat Bowen owned it, um, and that wasn't the case. And that's a big reason they weren't um, very consistently good until 
you know, 1984 is kind of when they got good uh, just yeah. about every year, save for, you know, a couple of seasons here and there. And then, yeah. you know, you get the decline of Pat Bowlin and now we suck. So exactly. this is next to, I think, the quarterback. You know, this is reason number two behind the six-year skid for this team. Like, this is oh, yeah. the second biggest reason. In terms of, like, the long term, it's number one. Uh, but, you know, you can you have unstable ownership and, and be good for a few years if you have the right quarterback, I think. Um, that has obviously not been the case. This is bigger than the head coach. Um, it is probably the most positive news that we've had um, it, since Peyton Manning signed. Yeah. <clears throat> and this could, you know, this could involve Peyton Manning. It could involve John Elway. It's kind of weird that they're competing here. I, it's kind of strange that they're not together on this, but I, I yeah. don't know the reason behind that. I guess they just have their own separate interests. Um, but back to my take earlier, um, I don't think there's a bad option between the two. You know, Mc, uh, Manning's very business-minded. Uh, he's been patient since retirement, and I think this was probably his his goal all along and, and why he hasn't found himself a full-time job um, besides, you know, being an ESPN personality. Um, and then Elway, like, he's he is the he is the franchise um and he was a good general manager the last half of his tenure was not as good there's no denying that um but he is directly responsible for the three super bowls and um uh the four others that he went to as a player and a general manager so i don't i don't think there's a bad choice between the two and we're not talking about uh a general manager here. We're talking about an owner, which is a very different thing. And yeah. the thing you want for an owner is you want him to be, you know, him, her, whoever, to be very, very competitive. And you, you just want them to be a little, you know, you want them to be hands off, but you want them to be competitive, care about the team winning, um, prioritize yeah. winning and success over uh, the bottom line because, you know, eventually, you know, you buy a team and, and you sell them decades later, possibly um, you're going to make money, but they're not, uh, you know, a money-making venture during the time that you own them. That is not the reason to buy a sports team. The reason to buy a sports team is because you're really, really competitive and you want to see them win. And I think yeah. that is, you know, and of course, they're not the money behind this. But with Elway and Manning at the forefront of both of these groups, I feel good that the team's best interests are are being represented with those two. So, yeah, um, if you really, really like are against John Elway owning the Broncos, you're weird and you're a creep, <laughs> basically, because I think he wants to win and he's not going to be picking the quarter. If John Elway owns the Broncos, he's not drafting the quarterback. So just calm down. Yeah. I think Elway or Peyton Manning probably 
have a pretty good idea of what uh, an owner of a team should be. Yep. And I think if you want to give Elway a nod, it's like this last season, he has taken a back seat and he has taken it well. I think oh, yeah. he wants to be in that back seat. And that's kind of where you want your owner to be. Like you're saying, you don't want him to be like Jerry Jones, where they're uh, a little too involved in too many decisions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want want him to be like Stephen Ross down in Miami, where they're not able to get along with their head coach, or they're trying to force Deshaun Watson into the building when the coach doesn't seem to want to, or that they want to tank and the coach doesn't seem to want to. You want a, you want an owner who's going to hire his GM, and then he's going to trust that GM to run the organization. And I think Elway's shown that's what he did with George Payton. And he's there for a sounding board. That's that like you want a guy who if George Payton is mulling a decision, he can go to the owner for like actual input. And right now the one thing Elway has over Peyton Manning is he's done the general manager position for you know an extended period. So Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that, you know, Manning wouldn't be the right sounding board either. But if you're making a case for Elway, I think that's what he has. He has actual experience running a team. He has actual experience being the quarterback. Like he's done all the steps to get to that next spot. And it seems like he would be the more likely one to land the deal with an ownership group because him and Joe Ellis have been working together for quite some time now. Uh, what, like 10 years, basically, yeah. in the front office together? So, like, if Joe Ellis and the trust is deciding who it's going to be, like, they would have to be very uncomfortable with Elway's money group coming forward for them to, I feel like, go in a different direction. But I don't know. No, I think that's spot on. I, I think that's spot on. And I, I think there are probably different strengths that both of these guys – have yeah. and, and would utilize as owners. Like Elway's insanely competitive. Uh, Peyton Manning, I think he's a, a little more business-minded. And, of course, you want both. Um, but I, I just don't think they can go wrong with, with either one. Um, no. I could I could turn out to be incorrect, but um, I think they're in good hands either way. So and so I'm not, he, like, picking sides here. The big advantage I think Peyton Manning brings to the table has almost nothing to do with the team winning. It's that he is he is like a national celebrity still, right? They're yeah. doing him and Eli are doing the Manning cast this year all season long. He's in so many commercials. He is a public figure still. Elway is kind of on a, a local sense. But it's like if you bring in Manning, he's got his production company, which is what produces the Manning cast. I don't know if he continues to do the Manning cast as the Broncos owner, but he's going to bring that sort of attention to the organization. And that usually helps convert fans, not necessarily like diehard Broncos fans, but people who might watch a Broncos game because Peyton Manning is the owner uh, maybe the Broncos get a couple more 
primetime games, even if they're not the greatest team because Peyton Manning's (laughs) the owner. It's like all that shit, which would help generate revenue for the team. So there's, there's that sort of notoriety. I think that comes with Peyton um, that would be beneficial to the organization. Uh, I think Elway also having a relationship with George Payton already is probably a huge advantage as well. If you're talking about continuity moving forward, but uh, I don't know. That's just a guess at this point. Yeah. I I mean, no, again, you're totally right. I think Manning's name goes a little bit further now than Elway's does. Um, Although that wasn't always the case, obviously. Uh, And yeah, that's a, that's a good point because it's it's been kind of remarkable how irrelevant the Broncos have been since Super Bowl Fifty, and that really coincides with the decline and the and the death of Pat Bowen. And you can see it in the primetime games too, because he was always an advocate on the um, yeah on the whatever board you know selected uh, those games. And now we just don't get them, like unless they're flexed, we don't get them. Uh, and that parts part of that is being a boring team, a boring bad team. Um, but like I, you know, we're getting a Monday night football game or a Sunday night football game or whatever. If Pat Bowen or yeah. now Peyton Manning or John Elway uh, has that input, I mean, similarly, like I don't think the Broncos have to start Kendall Hinton if John Elway or, or Peyton Manning is is you know, calling the shots for the organization. Possibly. I know LA made a ton of calls to try to get that changed and it didn't matter. But if you're sitting at the table as an owner, uh, I think it rings a little different to Roger Goodell because as an owner, you're Roger Goodell's boss. Like people think Roger Goodell is the boss of the NFL. Now he's the puppet of the NFL owners. And one thing like you have to keep in mind too, is like (laughs) the NFL owner group, that's like a club. It's like an exclusive club. And if you're a new owner, you start at the fucking bottom of that club. Like they, you don't get the same respect as guys who have been there a long time. But if you're John Elway or Peyton Manning coming into that club, I think your opinion and your ability to sway uh, what maybe is like a collective decision that needs to be made has more merit and their voice is a little bit bigger in that, that room. And yes, I'm getting a lot of this just from uh ballers, but, <laughs> but I think it's also, there's a lot of truth into uh, some of that just based on some other shit that I've read about <laughs> the ownerships and how, um, you know, it kind of works in that whole scenario, but that's what those guys would bring. Unfortunately, they do have to attach themselves to outside money, which means they're not fully in control because they still answer to the ownership group. Right. So it's like, it depends on how that ownership group functions with them. And the example I have is like the Seahawks being owned by the Vulcan media group or whatever the hell it is. They stay hands off and let, you know, the GM and Pete Carroll do their thing. And I think that's for the most part what you want, but you could get a group in there that's really just interested in money. And if 
they want their owner to make decisions based on money alone, then you're in a weird area. So that's why somebody who could come in who has the billions of dollars to be that one guy could make a case to be a better option than Elway or Manning. Yeah, I mean, that is – so I, we don't – neither of us know like who's um, – you know who's funding either of these groups? Who's no. who's the money behind? Probably LA terrorist Manning. organizations. Yeah, probably ISIS. Um, yeah, you know we're choosing between ISIS and Al Qaeda here. Um, <laughs> which, which one's Manning? Which one's Elway? <laughs> uh, ISIS is newer. That's Manning. Elway is kind of the legacy group. So the that's, old, the old that's regime. Al-Qaeda. Okay. Yeah, that makes and, sense. You know. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of the stuff we don't know. And and if we were a little more privy to that information, it'd be easier to say like, no, I want this guy versus this guy. I feel better about this guy being hands off. Um, then that would be a deciding factor. Uh, but we don't know that yet. So um, basically, I'm using this uh, as a cover to say if one of them is really bad, I can just say, well, I didn't know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I, I covered all my bases there. Um, Perfect. I think we're good. This is really good. This is good news. So um, it's not something that is going to be immediately apparent, but in the long term, yeah, this is be- the best thing that could happen. Because they will be able to, they're going to move fairly quickly on this, according to everything I've read so far, and could have the new owner in place by the time next season begins. So Right. Uh, and they're going to make it, um, some kind of announcement right around the time that they hire a new head coach. Yeah. After a new head coach gets hired, we'll know a little bit more per Joe Ellis, you know, what the, what the deal is. Let me tell you guys about deals. All right. Let me tell you about some deals. I'm talking about deals over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56. Did you know it was Super Bowl 56? I only paid attention when the Broncos are in it, and I had no idea what number Super Bowl we were at. But (laughs) you can get 56 to 1 odds if you're a new customer, and you can bet on any wildcard team to win their game Bet just $5, and you can win 280 in free bets with those 56 to 1 odds. All customers get in on DraftKings. Hammer the over promotion. You hammer it. With a hammer, probably. For every 5,000 bettors who take the over for Saturday night's team that you choose, I'm guessing we're going to take the Broncos, Will. Oh, no, they're not in the playoffs. Mm, Dang that's going to be tough, yeah. That's going to be so hard. We're taking the Bills. We're going to take the Bills and hammer the over. We're going to take the Bills and hammer the over. So for every 5,000 bettors, we take the over for the Bills. Can we not okay. hammer the over, maybe? I don't, I don't I don't. feel good about the over. Can you – but this is part of the promotion. Uh, oh, yeah. No, let's take the over. For every 5,000 bettors who take the over, okay, the point total will lower by a half point. Oh, man. They're trying. 
We need all 5,000 of you to take the over. Hammer the over. That's it. Zero. Every time. Every time. DraftKings is running. So betters won the first points with the first point scored. All right? All right. I don't know. I don't know exactly how we hammer the over, but we're going to hammer it. Uh, Just use code DNVR when you sign up. Take advantage of those 56 to 1 odds. Take advantage of them. Did you take advantage of it yet? Promo code DNVR. Got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Got 1-800-552-4700. All right, well, Coaching. The coaching search is underway. And is it ever? It is quite exhaustive. It is thorough. George Payton's like, I want to interview that guy. I want to interview that guy. I want to interview that guy. I want to interview that guy and that guy and that guy and that guy. Honestly, that I don't guy. know how the that's gonna be if I was conducting the search. Because they got to be in there for, and you, you you always hear about these interviews going like twelve Four hours, hours, twelve longer. Hours. Yeah, they go like eight to twelve hours. They are fucking, they take forever, um, and so they've got to do ten of them, assuming, you know, they could always get through the fourth interview and and say it's like Cohen Moore. They're like, oh, we want this guy. We're gonna give him an offer right now, and say sorry, Luke Getzey. You're out. No interview. But we got 10 guys. Um, and just to, to go through the list one more time, we got Cowboys defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. His team is playing in the playoffs right now, so you can't interview him this week. Packers OC, Nathaniel Hackett. He's on a bye. Chiefs OC, Eric Bieniemy playing this week. So Hackett can interview, right? Because He can interview. Yeah. I don't nice. know if he will. Um Patriots inside linebackers coach Sherrod Mayo. It's kind of a surprising one. Um, Cowboys OC Kellen Moore. Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Rams OC Kevin O'Connell. Shout out Entourage. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, former NFL cornerback. Uh, Packers QB coach slash passing coordinator Luke Getze. I don't, I don't know if I see him getting the job. And then the Bengals. The great Getzky. <laughs> uh, Getzy Ross. Uh, Bengals OC Brian Callahan uh, rounds out the list at number 10. So here's – I want you to do something here. And we also mentioned that um, just looking at this list, nine out of ten of these guys – don't have head coaching experience. The only Correct. the only one with coaching experience is Dan Quinn. Um, also, six out of these ten guys are younger than forty. So looking at guys your oh, age, God. potentially, I'm surprised you didn't um, get a request for an interview. But I want you to take this list and I want you to narrow it down to five for me. So I want you okay. to cut it in half. Well, first of all, Will. Nathaniel Hackett is interviewing with the Broncos on Saturday. So oh, perfect. Hackett's getting interviewed Saturday. Uh, he's doing the Jags Friday and the Bears Saturday as well. Now, for me, I actually value Dan Quinn's head coaching experience. 
I think there's a difference between being a good head coach and being a good play caller. And the hot thing everybody wants is a good play caller, right? They want the guy who can call the plays, but that guy might not be the best guy to run the team. Ideally, you find a good head coach and you bring in the good play caller as your offensive coordinator. So I'm going to keep Dan Quinn on the list. And I know some people are going to bitch and moan about it. And I don't care because he had a year off, which is like the little magical fix for some head coaches. But most importantly, he was not a bad, bad head coach in Atlanta. He was right. not a bad head coach in Atlanta. He got them to the friggin' Super Bowl. Yes, they lost. Oh, my God. I would kill to go to the Super Bowl and lose at this point. Okay, um, really quick question. Um, rhetorical question, obviously. But who had a better resume prior to potentially becoming a head coach for the second time? Dan Quinn or Gary Kubiak? Ooh. Ooh. Probably Quinn, right? Yeah, it's Quinn. He took his yeah. team to the Super Bowl. Gary Kubiak yeah, uh, like didn't one or make two the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, Gary Kubiak didn't make the playoffs for the first like five years that he had the job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like they were begging, Texans fans were begging uh, the ownership to fire Gary Kubiak back in 2010. Yeah. And then he makes the playoffs back to back years um, and wins a playoff game, um, albeit against the Bengals. But so. Just like calm down a little bit. Um, Bill Belichick isn't in this head coaching cycle. We don't have a guy who is, you know, coming off of three Super Bowl rings. What I mean, Andy Reid, <laughs> Andy Reid's only accomplishment um, in Philly, not his only accomplishment, but his biggest accomplishment in Philly was that he lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying they're equal head coaches, but. Just try to look at the body of work in total and know that generally you know, coaches can learn from their experience and get better the second time around. Um, just yeah. like, uh, you know, people in a lot of jobs uh, outside of football too. You, you get better uh, the more experience you get. Yeah. I keep Quinn on, but Quinn's my second choice. Nathaniel Hackett's yeah. my first choice. And – we talked about that. We talked about why we liked Hackett with his resume, what he did with the Jags. But also listening to Aaron Rodgers talk about Nathaniel Hackett makes me like him even more. Rodgers thinks very highly of him. And the reason he does so isn't just because he's a great play caller, a great schemer. It's because he can command a room. He can hold players' attention. And he makes teaching the game in Rogers paraphrasing words, interesting and fun. So you're thinking about a guy like that who's demonstrating an ability to lead already, and he's bringing in the one thing we want as fans, right, which is the offensive mind at the, the head coach. And that's why I like Hackett. I'm out on Eric B. Enemy because I just am not sold that 
the offensive coordinator underneath Andy Reid, who's got a team with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and that offense is going to translate to success with what the Broncos have been able to uh, put at quarterback. Um, I just I don't I don't know why I don't trust Bienemy. Uh, I think yeah. Gerard Mayo probably needs a, more experience. I need a, to make a point really quick that um, whenever someone you know requests to interview a a black head coach or really any minority head coach, the first thing you know people reply on Twitter is, "Oh, this is just for the Rooney Rule." Oh um, God! Ne- none of these guys are there for the Rooney Rule um, because there's three of them. <laughs> Yeah, and don't be you that guy. <laughs> don't be that fucking guy. If nine out of ten guys on this list were white, and there was uh, like Aaron Glenn was the only black candidate, um, I guess you could make that point. But when there's three of them, uh, you don't need three to satisfy the Rooney Rule. So um, let's just go ahead and assume that these guys are, are candidates on their own merits and not to check yeah. the box. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Um, (laughs) Let's see here. Kellen Moore. I like the idea of him, but no. Okay. That's spicy. That's a spicy take. Eagles DC, Jonathan Gannon. Interesting to me. Um, uh, I like that the Eagles put something together this year. You know what I mean? Like they were an unsuspecting team to sneak into the playoffs and the attention goes to Jalen Hurts, the offense running the ball, but the defense slowly got better. And I think he got more out of that defense than previous regime, but I don't know enough about him. Um, Pat, the Packers QB coach, Luke gets Getsy. I don't think he's going to get it. Lions. I think DC. he's like a, a sneaky OC kind of interview. I think that's okay. why. Yeah. Do. Well, and that's what you need to keep in mind. I think what George Payton's doing is also interviewing guys that could be promoted to offensive coordinator. So, uh, QB coach, uh, inside linebackers coach, Gerard Mayo, maybe you're looking at him to be your defensive coordinator coming in if you're going to move on from Ed Donatel, right? Like, Maybe you're talking to Dan Quinn, like, who do you like for offense and defensive coordinators? That's who they're going to ask Hackett. If you hire Hackett as your head coach and you've interviewed QB coach Luke Getzky and you want to bring him in as OC with Hackett, like, I think that's more of what Peyton's doing in terms of the num- the sheer number of interviews in this uh, entourage of, of coaches. Um Oh, Rams yeah. OC, Kevin O'Connell. I guess it's really just two guys for me as head coach. It's Quinn or Hackett. Like, I want one of those <laughs> guys. You said five. I'll give you two. And I think yeah, other, that's fine. Th- those other guys are kind of competing for possible coordinating roles. But anybody who's already a DC or OC, they're not making a lateral move. So they're only going to be considered for head coach. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, It depends. Like, say, I I don't think Kevin O'Connell calls the plays in LA. Oh, that's a good point then. Yeah. So some of these guys, if they're not play callers already, um, you can, you can keep them as coordinator. 
give them play calling duties. And then that's a, a, you know, it's basically a promotion. Plus you can pay them more. You can give them the title of assistant head coach. So there are ways to do it. Um, I like, I like to split these guys into, cause the thing that these guys are really, really talking about um, when I say these guys, I mean, Peyton and, and Joe Ellis, um, they want leadership. They want leadership yeah. and they want guys that are really well-rounded. So I think you can split this list into guys that are great football minds and then great football leaders. <clears throat> so I think, you know, going from the bottom up, Callahan strikes me as a, a football mind. Right. Getzy, football mind. Aaron Glenn, great leader. His defense isn't performing very well, but you know, he's also working with Detroit Lions level talent. But yeah. by all uh, all measures, it sounds like everybody there loves him, and the fans do too. Uh, O'Connell, I'd call him a, a football mind. Uh, Gannon, not really sure. Uh, don't really have enough experience with him. Uh, Kellen Moore seems like the football mind of all football minds on this list. Gerard Mayo seems like a leader. Bienemy, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know these either. Uh, Hackett seems like a football mind and a leader to me. And then so does Dan Quinn. Uh, both of those guys, I think, are football minds and football leaders. So I think I'm I'm a little bit with you in that, although I wouldn't narrow it down to just those two guys. I think I would um, – I would also keep O'Connell, Callahan, Kellen Moore, and Gerard Mayo. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, but we don't. We both think Eric Bieniemy probably not going to get the gig. I'd be surprised if Bieniemy got it. Well, it, it, I'm surprised that he got interviewed because um, he didn't get interviewed last time. I don't think, and it seems like for whatever reason, his window to become a head coach was kind of just closing. Because you know what more can you do with the Chiefs' offense uh, to prove that? you know, you're a head coach other than call plays. And he was calling plays for a while this season. and It wasn't going very well. Um, so it seemed like that kind of spelled the end of Eric Bieniemy as a future head coach, but not the case. And um, did it seemed like there was kind of, Andy yeah. When, take over play calling? When Andy Reid was um, uh, hospitalized oh. and recovering. Yeah, I, I believe. So, it seemed like there was like reports of bad blood too in Colorado. I don't know. I mean, he went to the University of Colorado. He was a running back there, star player. Um, so it's a little, I don't know, it's a little tricky with the enemy because there's kind of a strange history there too. So I was surprised that he even got an interview, but I'm not, yeah. you know, upset that he gets an interview. I think they should. I like that they're casting a wide net and I hope they go into it um, if, with a if really you want to open talk about mind. Yeah, if you want to talk about a huge difference between LA's approach to hiring and Peyton's, <laughs> yeah, it's that Peyton doesn't make his decision before he starts to hire, <laughs> which is really important. Like, I felt like LA was like, oh, "Fuck, I got to interview three guys." Oh no way, uh, man! He picked like, Vance Joseph before he picked Gary Kubiak. Yeah, yeah. He wanted he wanted Vance, then uh, couldn't interview him. Got Kubiak, won a Super Bowl, moved on from Kubiak, hired Vance Joseph, 
even though they entered Kyle interviewed Kyle Shanahan and right. uh, we, we all knew it was Vance's job to lose. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, there's just a lot of guessing at this point, obviously. I think my ideal situation, Nathaniel Hackett, head coach, Luke Getze, OC. Okay. They bring in Aaron Rodgers. We win a Super Bowl. doesn't even matter who you have on defense at that point. That's an automatic Super Bowl. Yeah, bring in Gerard Mayo as DC. Or keep Ed Donatel. I don't care. There are pictures of Jonathan Gannon where he looks like a leader. And then there are pictures of him where he looks like more of a – more of an intellectual. So I oh. can't decide. Very interesting. He's wearing sunglasses in a lot of his pictures. Um, oh, ooh, yeah. Former former track star. Okay. It's an interesting character. Oh, yeah. He's got some guns in some photos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's He looks like a, just like a thinned out Dan Campbell in that picture. Yeah. Another one you're looking at. Okay. I mean, this is a pretty exhaustive list. And like I said, you know, the wider the net, I think. Yeah. The better off you're going to be. Just keep an open mind and, and try to try to find a guy who's a little, who's a mixture of both. And we don't know. Like I call those, some of these guys football minds and not leaders. That's just because I don't know them. And yeah, like, exactly. I haven't seen them uh, operate. Um, with their players, and so it's kind of hard find to find a guy who's a little bit of both, right? Yeah, and it, it, it it's kind of hard to identify a leader when like your head coach is already the leader, right? So like anybody under Sean McVay, it's hard to say that that guy's a leader because Sean yeah. McVay does it all. And I think it's hard to say how good Sean McVay really is. You know, like he <laughs> he went to the Rams and he made them better right away. He got production out of Jared Goff. He's got the same production out of matt stafford it's just like they they keep chugging along but like you know a guy like gerard mayo don't know like bill belichick's such a huge presence there yeah like patriots beat reporters they'll fucking know but we just guessing we're guessing we're guessing we're, we're operating on you know clips that we've seen and yep little tweets that we've read reports that we've seen Exactly. All right, Will. I think that's good for today. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll do the picks on Friday. So we'll have playoff picks in the Pick'em League. We'll announce the winners of the regular season. And, uh, yeah, that's what we'll do. Yeah, Buffalo all the way this time. Buffalo all the way this time. Ooh. Good night. And uh, here you can see John Elway's ACL, which was not a factor in his career. Not a factor in his career. And good luck. And Elway's ACL, or Manning's head, will be. (laughs) The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner at the NFL, is kicking things off with a yeah offer, counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. All customers can also get in on DraftKings Hammer the Over promotion. 
For every 5,000 bettors who take the over for Saturday night's Bills versus Patriots game, the point total will lower by a half point. Hammer the over has hit zero every time DraftKings runs it, so bettors won when the first point was scored. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win two. 180 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code DNVR. This wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, those restrictions, yeah, they apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 